Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Laurie Montgomery, and I'm your host, and uh, I will be reading today from the book of Luke. We're going to continue on in that. So welcome, and thank you for joining me today from whatever place you're at, whatever time your schedule is allowing you to uh, join us in uh, reading one more chapter. Uh, Today is Saturday, so it's going to actually bring us up to date. I was a day behind, and now this will actually bring us up to date. So I apologize for the lag there, but we will get back on track uh, doing it. So, um, as always, uh, we're going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to dive right into it. Uh, I will try to think of something to do with, uh, with the little things at the end of this, which is what um, Jeremiah and I usually do, but I got nobody to talk about it with anybody. So, um, all right, well, let's open up in prayer and, uh, and then we'll start. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, holy, holy God, we thank you so much for all you provide, all that you do for us. And, um, we are just so thankful. There's so much, uh, even the little things we have to be thankful for and praise you for, uh, and we praise you for the storms as well, because uh, without the storms, we don't know how good we have it. So um, I uh, am just so grateful to you. We are, of course, so thankful uh, for the gift of your son, Jesus, that tiny baby coming into this world to save it, to, uh, to just be the light in the darkness of this world. We are so thankful, and we thank you for the sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed his perfect spotless blood lord we are so just so grateful because without him we would be lost lord we uh, ask you to empty out ourselves for this uh, moment in time help us to open up our hearts and our minds to the message that you want us to hear Um, we are loving the fact that we get to know you more we get to know jesus more and we get to feel the love that you have for us through him. So, uh, Lord, just uh, just guide us, direct us, um, give us discernment uh, in what you want us to know in this moment. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so we are... Uh, Episode 11.1, chapter 7. Let me get my readers on and we'll start. So this first section is about the faith of a Roman officer. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers 
and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to myself, my slaves do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in uh, all of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. <clears throat> Jesus raises a widow's son. Soon after, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and, I, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord, when the Lord saw her, her heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord, asking him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, <clears throat> Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits. And he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told you, John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you've seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you, what kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swaying, swayed by every uh, wind, every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my mes messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked. How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. 
For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. <clears throat> Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt beside him, I'm sorry, behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to them, or said to himself, if this man were a prophet, I'm sorry, let me back that up. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told his story, told him this story. A man loaned money to two people. 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the, first, from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. <clears throat> Okay, so let's go back to the uh, Roman officer. I, I put a little question mark next to this because I thought it was interesting um, because the, uh, the Roman officer uh, had a slave who was sick near death. Um, and he sent Jewish elders to come and asked Jesus to heal the, the slave. And then uh, Jesus went with them. And just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends and says, you know, don't come uh, here because I'm not worthy to have you in my house. Um, but he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus can heal 
his slave. Um, what I found interesting, and I made a little quote, a little question mark, and said, is this the same Roman officer who was at the crucifixion and said, truly, this is the Son of God? Um, I'm kind of, I mean, I don't think that there's any historical uh, information that actually leads to that, but it just... I just thought of that when I was reading it. So just a little question to put out there for everybody. You know, if you uh, happen to do a little digging, feel free to email me and let me know that you found it or leave a comment. But then I thought this was uh, really, um, really cool that Jesus says, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Um, you know, this is, I think this is just Jesus just adding on more information, showing people who he really is. And then uh, Jesus raises a widow's son. Um, I underlined in 12 that this young man who had died was the widow's only son. And I just thought, well, Jesus was the only son as well. So maybe he felt a little compassion, you know, for this woman because, you know, he's an only son, the only son died. I don't know. I mean, God, Jesus was compassionate, period, for everybody. So, you know, but maybe he felt a connection. I don't know. Uh, then when the Lord saw her heart overflow with compassion, don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and said, young man, I tell you, get up. And the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. And great fear swept the crowd and they praised God, saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us. And God has visited his people today. And the news spread throughout Judea. I'm telling you, if I was there and I'd seen some dead kid being raised from the dead, I I would have been uh, fearful too <laughs> seeing that. So, uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I've never seen anybody raised to the dead. So, uh, And then he sp uh, speaks about John the Baptist. Uh, I don't think I read this before where John sends messengers to Jesus to like confirm that he's really the son of God. Uh, I just, I thought John the Baptist just already knew it because they were cousins. So I figured he already knew it, but there is confirmation here. And then uh, Jesus says in 22, go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard after he'd been, you know, performing miracles, the blind see the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. And then uh, there's more, there's scripture, and there's a little notation at the bottom that, that says it's Malachi 3.1. Um, yes, uh, were you looking for a prophet when you went out to, you know, find John? Uh, yes, and he is more than a prophet. Jesus, John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. And I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. So here's John, who's this great man, this great prophet, but yet the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. Now, I don't know who the least person is, could be me. I don't know. Could be you. I don't know. But we are greater than John the Baptist. Um, 
When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, uh, for they had been baptized by John. And let me go back to uh, that. Um, I don't think I addressed this, but um, getting baptized is um, like affirmation of your faith. Um, you know, a lot of us who were raised in certain churches uh, were baptized from when you're a baby. And I think that God wants you to redo it. I think that, you know, as an adult, you know, you get baptized as a baby, <clears throat> but I think he wants you to get baptized as an adult. Uh, so, but the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they have refused John's baptism. So they're being stubborn, right? Uh, and then it says, talks about how John the Baptist doesn't spend his time uh, eating bread or drinking wine, uh, but they call him possessed by a demon. I don't know why. And then they say the Son of Man, on the other hand, does feast and drink, and they say that he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. Uh, but wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. And it just just, just popped into my head because um, I was kind of, I have a question mark next to that. In, in case you are curious, I do, I don't know if you can see that. But let me see. Anyway, uh, it's in there. There's a question mark in my notes uh, because I wasn't quite understanding what um, that passage meant. But God just put it on my heart that I think what he's saying here is uh, wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. So I think if you're showing your life as an example and you're doing the right thing and you're and you're being wise and you're making good choices you know the, the fruit that you're producing shows who you are you know and the fruit of john the baptist was you know even though he was, he was out in the wilderness eating locust and dressed you know not in fine clothes his life showed that he was doing the lord's work he was uh, doing his ministry and he was doing the lord's work um, preaching the good news and then jesus of course yeah, he's friends with the tax collectors and he's having, you know, he's going to all these parties and, you know, banquets and whatnot. But again, his heart, his fruit, the fruit that he's producing is for God's kingdom and he's doing what God wants him to do. And so he's, you know, that's what he expects of us. He wants us to live our lives so that there is no question, there is no doubt that you are a Christ follower, doing what you do, saying the words that you say, you, you want to be known by your fr fruits. And I think that's what he's saying here. Wisdom is shown to be right by those who, by the lives of those who follow it. Sorry, kind of went on a rant there for a second. And then we go into uh, the uh, Jesus being anointed by a sinful woman. Uh, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. I'm assuming that his name was Simon, since Jesus addressed Simon. I, I don't think it's Simon Peter. Simon Peter was a, a fisherman. So um, I think that uh, that was uh, his name because he says, then Jesus answered in 40, answered his thoughts, Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. And he says, go ahead, teacher. Uh, and uh, he gives the story about the 500 pieces of silver to the 50 to one uh, person and the other guy gave 50 pieces to. And then he forgives the debt because they can't pay it back. So who is going to be more, um, who, who do you suppose loved the, the 
person who's loaned the money more. Well, of course, it's going to be the guy who had a bigger debt. Um, and so the people who have bigger debt in their heart and in their lives, you know, sin, uh, they're going to be even more grateful because they had so, so much more on their ledger than somebody who had a little bit on their letter, ledger. So, and that was with this woman. She was, she, she loved him. She kissed his feet. She poured, you know, perfume over his feet. And yet he's saying to the Pharisee, Simon, that Pharisee Simon didn't do anything. So, of course, the woman is going to be more uh, thankful and grateful for all of her sins being forgiven than the Pharisee who didn't do anything. So... So that's it for today. That was uh, episode 11.1. And um, I'm putting 11.2 for chapter 8 tomorrow. Uh, it's always interesting uh, things. I learn a little bit more. Uh, learn to get to know Jesus a little bit more. Uh, I hope you are too. I hope you're getting a lot out of this Bible study. And uh, um, just thankful that you're hanging in there. Um, we will continue to be diligent uh, even in the next couple of weeks, we're gearing up for Christmas. It's going to get a little crazy, but I will uh, do my level best best to get this out to everybody uh, every you know every day, five days a week. So um, so thank you again for joining me. Um, uh, I am um, uh, just thankful that I get to do this and. Um, always uh, wanting to get more people listening. Uh, I know that uh, Jeremiah has done a lot to get us out there on different um, platforms and he's put up our website and he's but he's been a little preoccupied taking care of his wife. So you know again, we're just kind of slowly building and hopefully we're building a following. Uh, it's not about the following. I mean even if we're just me if I just reach one person, I'm okay with that, um, but you know, according to to you know what God's telling us, you know, we're being fisher uh, fishermen of men, and so uh, the more we reach, the more into the kingdom uh, will be joining us. So, um, so I'm just gonna keep uh, plugging out there. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. So wherever you listen to us, uh, just uh, you feel free to share it. Uh, with your friends and get them as many people on board as you can. So, um, okay, I'm going to pause for just two seconds. Okay, sorry about that. Um, had to clear my throat again. So, so uh, at, we're in the moment where uh, if you haven't uh, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, no matter what your beliefs are, whatever your religion is, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, you can become a Christ follower. Um, all it takes is saying a prayer. It doesn't have to be this specific prayer, um, but this is the one that I lead you in. I will never not give you the opportunity to accept Jesus. So uh, with that said, let me go ahead and uh, lead you in this prayer. Uh, followers, uh, feel free to say it again, um, even if you've been a longtime believer. Uh, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. 
Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Uh, welcome to the uh, kingdom of heaven and into the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. Um, I would mark it in my Bible uh, that today was the day that you accepted Jesus. I encourage you to go to your church or a church, find a church if you don't have one, and get involved. Uh, join a group, uh, join a ministry, uh, open, uh, start your own Bible study if you feel led to do that. Um, you, and again, like I always say, you can always use this as your basis. If you need somebody to lead, uh, feel free to use it. So uh, it's, it's better to read it with somebody, I have found. Um, I do a Bible study with my girlfriend, Sharon, uh, every day, or at least we try to, five days a week. Uh, I told you we're doing this in the mornings, and it's so much better uh, to bounce it off of somebody and to discuss it, I think. So um, so find somebody to, to share with. Uh, we are in two different states, two different time zones, and we somehow, every time we, we're not perfect, let me just say. There has been days where things just didn't connect or we just, you know, life got in the way, um, you know. But for the most part, we are trudging right along, getting into the Word. We've been doing the Old Testament. We're now into Judges, which is really interesting. Um, I always thought that the Old Testament would be really hard to read, but the fact that I'm doing it with my friend makes it exponentially better and easier. And her mom and her brother also join us uh, on many days. So I'm just thankful that I get to do this with them. So anyway, uh, with that said, thank you so much uh, for joining me in this moment. Um, I don't have a uh, little things subject. I can't think of anything uh, off the top of my head that, um, you know, I could think of. So I apologize. Uh, and plus, it's more fun when I get to do it with uh, Jeremiah. So uh, enjoy your evening, your morning, your day, whatever part of this uh, day is that you're getting to watch this or listen. And uh, we will see you on Monday. You take care and we'll see you then. Bye.